Welcome to Through the Word, a podcast series connected to our current Sunday sermons. Join us as we explore the book of Romans. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Through the Word. We're in the book of Romans and so glad that you've joined us again. It was a privilege to preach God's Word just a couple days ago from Romans chapter 12. And as I mentioned in that message, we're going to dive into the spiritual gifts today. And it is a massive topic. And so we're not going to go super deep in in all the spiritual gifts, but we want to give you a little bit of a a summary, a highlight, an overview of what God's Word says about the gifts and how we can be part of that in our lives as we follow the Spirit's lead. So first of all, we're going to read four little texts that from the New Testament explain the lists of gifts. You're going to see that there's not really an exhaustive list, which is why this becomes a fairly big topic. How do you narrow the focus on what exactly God is saying in in the New Testament and the Old Testament? We're going to dive into that a little bit here today. So first of all, one of the common texts, which I just referred to a couple days ago, is from Romans chapter 12. If you have your Bible, we're going to bounce around a little bit, but you're welcome to follow along with us. Romans 12 verse 6 says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So there's six or so gifts listed in there. Hmm. Uh, Josh, what's next? Yeah, 1 Corinthians 12, beginning at verse 7, says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. Skipping down then to verse 28, it says, And in the church God has appointed first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, also those having gifts of healing, those able to help others, those with gifts of administration, those speaking in different kinds of tongues. And Ephesians 4.11, uh, almost like verse 28 begins, has a list of what might seem like gifts, but then also roles or, or maybe even potentially like an office or something. But uh, Ephesians 4.11 says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers, verse 12, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So here we have a whole bunch of spiritual gifts listed and offices of the church in some cases. Uh, So how do we bring this down to something that we can really understand in today's language? We're going to work through a common list that we would use here at Emmanuel as far as helping people, helping you and I and everyone um, uncover where God has wired us. And uh, there's a list that's going to come up on your screen. It's actually from Lifeway, which is a a very large Christian uh, resource company in the United States. And we use a lot of their resources at the church, Lifeway Christian Resources. And they have a a good list that we're going to follow today. We're just going to walk through some of them and explain kind of what they mean. So again, as we began, 
There's really no exhaustive list, as you saw, as you heard. Each of what we just read, they're different. The lists are different. Yeah. So what we try and do in that way is interpret what the Bible says by bringing them together and uh, making them some kind of a summary that makes sense to us. So, Josh, you want to lead us off? Sure. Leadership, administration, what are those things? Yeah, well, I mean, leadership's probably pretty self-explanatory, right? It's the ability to, uh, to, to take the lead to move a group of people forward in a particular direction. And uh, in our setting, that's often going to look like uh, elders slash pastors are sort of the... Uh, the under shepherds of the flock, they're the, the uh, human leaders in our midst. But of course we lead on all kinds of levels. We lead in a life group, we lead in particular ministries we're serving. Um, we, we lead as we come alongside one another and, uh, and lead, so there's lots of ways we lead. Um, administration, uh, I'm really grateful for people who have the gift of administration. Mm, I can yeah. administer, but uh, administrating things takes effort for me and yeah. uh, it's tiresome, but administration mm. people keep things organized and in order and on schedule and, and all those kinds of things. And Lee, I think that's one of your gifts. It and is, yeah. You serve the team that way. And yeah. so there's many ways to do that here as well. Uh, people on staff with the gift of administration, as I just mentioned, Lee and, and others who are in our support staff. and. But uh, ministries need that too. Yep. Uh, in fact, in our, on our elders, our team of elders, there are some who have the gifts of administration and, and, and they're serving in various ways. Sometimes they end up chairing our meetings and so on and so forth. It's so encouraging, encouraging to me to see that gift because so often we see ourselves as, hey, I'm gifted and I'm really beneficial to the body if I'm up front doing some leadership capacity where yeah. everybody knows yeah. it, yeah. everybody sees it. But Administration, administration yeah. is something that often happens behind the scenes. Not many people know, yeah, really. Yeah. And so you don't have to be an upfront person to be gifted by the Spirit to really serve in substantial ways. Yeah, so yeah. true. Yeah. Teaching, of course, is, uh, makes sense. This is the next gift that we have in our list. Um, a gifted teacher is one that can open up God's Word and rightly expound it, rightly interpret what God's Word says. And not only that, it's not just about studying God's Word, it's about communicating that to others. Mm. And of course, we have gifted teachers in our congregation, those who aren't afraid to stand up in front of a group of people and help guide them and shepherd them through a text. Knowledge. Matt, do you have something to say about knowledge? Sure. Uh, I actually think like knowledge and wisdom kind of sometimes come hand in hand where uh, the Lord just gifts somebody the ability, uh, much like a teacher would probably have a gift of knowledge, but maybe even somebody has the gift of knowledge where uh, they just understand the things of the Lord uh, in a way that um, is unlike maybe their brothers or sisters in Christ, where they can come to the Word and, and understand it. Um, they can sort of like group different ideas through Scripture and, and help other people to understand those. And then wisdom, I think, really takes knowledge and, and applies it to life, right? Yes. Uh, we, we have men and women in our church who we can go to and, and ask for wisdom, a direction in our lives of how to deal with particular situations or how to work through uh, the loss of a loved one or uh, a financial crisis. And they can apply scripture to life in a way that uh, really helps us move forward and not get all tripped up. Yeah. I, uh, I worked in my last church with a lady on staff who I would say is probably one of the most wise people I've ever met. Mm. And, she, and she also had this way of discerning things too that was just incredible. Mm. Uh, when she spoke up in a staff meeting, everybody paid attention. Yeah. You, just, you have to listen. Yeah. Uh, 
because she wasn't speaking fluff. She was speaking truth from God's word, mm-hmm. always, always based in God's word, often actually. Mm-hmm. But she would speak and we'd be like, yes, that is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is right. That's the right uh, way of interpreting the situation, and that's wisdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's such a rich gift to the church. Yeah. yeah, It really is. Prophecy was one that I explained a little bit last Sunday. Uh, we think of the Old Testament prophets who spoke the word of the Lord. Often they would actually say literally that, thus says the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you can look back at Isaiah and Jeremiah and, and all the major prophets and minor prophets in the Old Testament. They all had a role of guiding God's people back to him. And so oftentimes God's people were wandering away. Mm-hmm. And prophets' roles at that time were to, were to uh, warn the people of judgment that would come if they didn't turn around, if they didn't repent. And so in the Old Testament days, prophets were speaking God's words, but, but often with a tone of judgment and wrath and doom if, if obedience didn't come. And they were warning God's people that, hey, the Lord has already promised that this is going to happen, and here it comes. And then the exile happened and all those things that happened back in the day. And so it's interesting that the New Testament offers this gift as still in the New Testament era, prophecy. And sometimes we get tripped up, I think, in thinking that prophecy is only about foretelling the future. Yeah. Because there's this word of prophets today, you know, standing on the street corner. You know, the end of the, end of the world is near, <laughs> as if they're foretelling the future. Yeah. Uh, but but very, very much, we need to think of prophecy today as still, in a sense, the same as the Old Testament. We're just speaking truth of God before God's people. Thus says the Lord. And so yeah. we open up God's word. What did God already say to us in his finished work here in the Bible? What did he already say? We're unpacking that before his people and saying, listen to what God says. Let's pay attention. I like to think of prophecy almost like a, a pair of glasses that lets you see the world clearly. And you see, like, like Lee said, uh, prophets of old doing that. It's like they're wearing the glasses of Deuteronomy as they see their world. Mm. And they're seeing clearly what's going on and what's going to result because of their biblical lens that they're looking through. Uh, interestingly enough, in their early church, you do not get people recording, like, thus says the word of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Or thus says the Lord. This is God's new prophecy to us. That really dies after we have the, the culmination, the coming together of Scripture, right? Um, people aren't sort of weekly recording, this is what my pastor told me, this is the word of the Lord. They're viewing prophecy in a different way than what was done in the, in the Old Testament, for sure. Hmm. So the next one on the list is discernment. How do we see that? You got an idea on that? Yeah, uh, discernment <clears throat> is you know, often uh, thought of as the ability to distinguish between uh, right and wrong, good and evil. It's, it has some overlap with wisdom, mm. but uh, it, it may come a little further into spiritual matters. And um, Now, expressions of that can look different, and, and, and people can claim to have the gift of discernment and then you know, look to express it in different ways. Uh, so that, uh, you know, sometimes there's every manner of sort of a spiritual thing in the air and they're yeah. always discerning things as light and darkness. And, um, and uh, it may sometimes people may go a little further than I, than I think the gift intends to be expressed. But, but simply understanding, yeah, discerning uh, yeah. 
is this person, for example, a person being led by the Holy Spirit, uh, or is this some other? First right. uh, John four one says, uh, "Test the spirits, yeah. We're yeah. discerning the spirits to see whether or not they're from God." And yeah. uh, that that's the sort of idea here. I think it's getting at. I think it's important to remember that discernment is based in the Bible, mm. too. We're not just kind of going from our heads yeah. Yeah. and our hearts, which sometimes can have impure motives, right? Yeah. But we're, we're thinking about what did God already say, yeah. and I'm viewing this situation through the lens of God's Word, and I'm discerning, right. is it right, is it wrong, is it truth, is it error? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's important mm-hmm. to know. Yeah. Exhortation. Come on, you got this one. <laughs> <laughs> I exhort you. <laughs> you exhort the church every Sunday morning. Yeah, right? yeah, right. That sort of idea of, of, of calling out to, to follow in a certain way, to, to uh, uh, encourage and, and, and call people to follow after Christ. Mm. Yeah. Shepherding. This is a beautiful term uh, where we care for each other. We care for the body of Christ. We lead as a shepherd would. Yeah. Uh, we lead the sheep. Um, it's a very close tie in with, with the term pastor, shepherding, yeah. pastoring, very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything to add? But function, not office there. It's, yeah. a, it's a gift. So like pastor, we could think of as pastor elder as an office. Right. Uh, and uh, here it's the, the gift. So someone might have the gift of shepherding, but they're not a pastor at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hope your pastor has the gift of shepherding, but in fact, some don't have that pastors with the office as yeah. one of their top ranking gifts. Right. And uh, they yeah. need to surround themselves then with people who are strong in that because it's, it's an important part of their calling. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shepherds have like a presence about them, eh? When, when somebody comes alongside you with the shepherding gift mm. and somehow you just feel like safe, uh, protected, yeah. cared for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's one Seen of those that you can. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 One that's like very self-evident. Simply yeah. by their presence. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. put their hand on your shoulder. Yeah. They pray for you. Yeah. When yeah. you need that, it's that presence of care right away. Yeah. 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 Uh, gift of faith is interesting mm-hmm. because we're all called to yeah. be people of faith, and we all have <laughs> faith just by nature of being believers in Christ. So mm-hmm. why is that a spiritual gift? I think some people have this gift of faith that allows them to just um, to step out. And with great confidence, God's going to come through. (laughs) When other people are like, look, I totally believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in God. My faith is fully in him for salvation. I don't know if I'm so sure things are going to work the way that you are, you know. Mm. And and again, this is not baseless faith. Yeah. So uh, it it may express itself sometimes in baseless faith, but but really it's it's based faith faith. Yeah. What has God said about himself in his word? How has he shown yeah. himself to be true? And when he's leading, can we trust yeah. that he's going to see this through? And so people with the gift of faith, um, they will encourage the church to step out of comfort zones sometimes. Yeah. They'll yeah. encourage the church to take a risk that the church wouldn't have naturally taken yeah. on its yeah. own. And yeah. uh, we uh, trusting that that's rooted in God's word or the clear leading of his spirit and some other means. There's a good explanation of all these gifts. We have a piece of paper that, that's helpful. And this is what they say about the gift of faith. The special conviction God gives to some to be firmly persuaded of God's power and promises to accomplish his will and purposes and to display such a confidence in him and his word yeah. that circumstances and obstacles do not shake that conviction. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Good. I've heard people express that gift sometimes when there's a big challenge in front of a church like, yeah. We're, we're heading toward a building campaign expansion. 
it's going to cost $8 million or something. Do we do this or not? Mm. And sometimes it takes a, a person with the gift of faith to stand up in front of a community, a congregation, and say, God's in this. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's move on it. Mm -hmm. Trust. That's good. Evangelism is a spiritual gift. Yep. And yet, again, we are all called to make disciples. We're all called to step out and to share Christ with others. Yep. Why is that a gift? How is that a gift? Oh, I, I have somebody close to me in my life. My, my father sure is like the evangelist of all evangelists. Okay. And uh, yeah. it, it would just bother me. It would, it would actually make me uncomfortable how quickly and easily he can move any conversation into a conversation about the Lord. And like, I would be embarrassed sometimes as a kid just thinking like, how did we get here? How's this person going to respond? And the divine gift is that they do respond positively. They, yes. they don't push back. They, yes. they don't get upset. They're not offended. Somehow, something about the divine gift not only causes the individual who has it to be bold and to share, but that those who they share with it's receive it. It's yeah, the it's wildest thing. And for me, as, as a guy who's maybe not like as forthright, uh, it's a challenge to me to say, mm -hmm. oh, people do respond positively. I need to be sharing my faith. And so it uh, it spurs me on for sure. Mm. Some some of you will know a real quick story that Matt's dad was my youth pastor, ah. mine and Carrie's youth pastor. So still, when I think of those with the gift of evangelism, your dad is the very top of my list. And uh, wow. so I, I have this one memory: we're sitting in the wave pool <laughs> together in Richmond Hill or wherever it is for a youth event, and he's got some sort of like a rubber duck or something that are floating around in there, and we're sitting in kind of a hot tub type of a setting. He fills this thing with water aims it at the lifeguard, this, this female lifeguard <laughs> says, splashes her right in the face with it. And within seconds, he's talking to her about life and then Christ and just initiating it. Like he just, something in him was like, I'm going to splash this girl and now we're going to talk about Jesus. And she's like right engaged with him, not offended, anything else. And yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I've got a million other stories like that too, you know. Yeah where he just strikes up a conversation. But yeah, we're all called to do the work of an evangelist. We're not yep. all gifted. And uh, the one with the gifting is especially effective. Yeah. It's yes. natural, it's supernatural, but it's natural. To and me. this is the truth about all these things, right? Like anybody can study the word and understand it. And so they might think, maybe I have the gift of knowledge, but there's something about the person with the gift of knowledge that it is supernatural. There's somebody who might mm -hmm. think, I'm a great leader, um, but there are some who somehow just divinely are given this gift mm -hmm. where people, they walk into a room and people follow them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's something only God can do. Yeah. So apostleship is the next on the list. Yeah. It's an interesting one. This is something that maybe we don't see often, but I think even within our own association of churches in Feb, there's like a real move towards church planting. Mm -hmm. And there's some people who lead that movement who I would say have like, a bit of an apostolic gift in the sense that they're they are spurring on new works mm -hmm. and they're not staying in one church they're they're helping plant another church and that's something that like you need god's power and you need god's spirit to help you in mm -hmm. so they're not big a apostles they're not writing scripture for us they never witnessed they the resurrection the of apostles right. Yeah. right but they have some sort of gift that is very much like what we see peter and paul and the rest of the apostles doing in the early church planting new works mm -hmm. yeah good uh service and helps and mercy are all very closely linked together and we absolutely love those who have these gifts because oh, yeah. the church needs these folks who are very content to be behind the scenes, but caring deeping for people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Helps, having the gift of helps, 
hey, people that just hang out in the kitchen and serve food. Uh, yeah. You know, these are gifts of helps. Or, or even just come alongside someone with a meal at their front door if they mm -hmm. need that. Those are gifts of helps and service. Yeah. Uh, mercy, even more so, is caring for individuals uh, at deep heart level. Um, not afraid to come into the, the hurting part of, of our world and not afraid to get into the hurting part of someone's life and coming alongside of someone, that's a gift of mercy. Mm, yeah. Sometimes us, who, those of us who have a high gift of leadership, we lack in mercy. We lack in mercy because yeah. we're, just, we're just like the big visionary people. Or helps. Yeah, we're yeah. big visionaries, but maybe yeah. we don't get down in the dirty lives of, of yeah. people that need that. So They're the heart and soul of the church yeah. in many ways, yeah. aren't they? Uh, you know, there's yeah. just something about, if, if, if we, of course, all these gifts are, this is true, if you didn't have more with the church be, but it's but yeah. it's so clear if we didn't yeah. have people with mercy or helps yeah. or service. Kathy on our staff, she oozes with mercy, doesn't she? Hmm. She yeah. just cares deeply and quickly about people. Hmm. Yeah. These gifts remind me of what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, where he just says, like, those gifts that we actually think are less presentable, they're behind doors, let's say, mm -hmm. are actually the the more, like, honorable gifts. Mm -hmm. The ones that we flaunt out all over the place, they seem super honorable, uh, but we do that because they don't need the special honor. Yeah. Um, and he has a, an illustration that he uses that I won't get into. Read 1 Corinthians 12. Um, <laughs> but those that are more sort of like honorable, we, we kind of like lovingly protect them. Mm, yeah. And uh, I, th I think of those who are like the gift of helps and mercy are, are often those that we don't see but deserve high honor. It's interesting that in 1 Corinthians 12, 28, where Paul says uh, that God has given, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and we would say that that's not likely the order that he gave the gifts in, but instead sort of like a, a primacy right. of gifting. Yeah. Helps is on that list, yeah. and it's not that far down that list. Yeah. Uh, it's highly esteemed in yeah. God's eyes. Yeah, very good. So we're moving on, almost done the list here. Giving, gift of mm. giving. Isn't it amazing that some folks are specially empowered by the Spirit to be people who are generous with their finances and resources. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. love to give. Yeah. Often yeah. God blesses them and they have means to they give to, resources. but not always. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But they love to give. They lead the way in that. Yeah. And yet we're also fine. all asked to give, aren't we? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every one of us have that uh, yeah. mandate from the Lord. Uh, finally, hospitality. Yeah. Uh, much like you've said, well, evangelism, giving, hospitality, yeah. those are things that we're all to do. Uh, you know, we're to practice hospitality, but some of us are gifted in hospitality. Uh, the, the ability to open our doors wide to someone that isn't naturally a friend necessarily, mm -hmm. and to make friends of strangers, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, to, to include them and invite them in. Um, those people are so special, precious yeah. to the church. Yeah. Just before we go, there's an interesting connection in the Old Testament to a gift that I think is very much still active today. Uh, we have lots of people in the church here who are gifted in terms of using their, their talents in woodworking and craftsmanship and mm -hmm. painting and all of those kinds of things, and they still use them for kingdom purposes. Uh, so we look back in the Old Testament, Bezalel and Aholiab, way back in Exodus 31, it says, these two were, were, were commissioned by the Lord to help build the tabernacle way back in the day and uh, they were skilled in those ways but it actually says in Exodus 31 3 I have filled them with the Spirit of God mm -hmm. and wisdom with understanding and knowledge and with all kinds of skills to make artisan designs for work in gold silver bronze cut stones to work with wood engage in all kinds of crafts isn't that interesting mm -hmm. 
So that actually combines wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and skill. Yeah. So several mm -hmm. gifts together in that day. And, uh, and so, you know, if you have gifts in, and talents in those areas that are not like being up in front leading music or teaching a Sunday school class, still is very much beneficial to the kingdom of Christ. We want to validate that today. Mm. Yeah. So uh, you would have noticed there's a few gifts that we didn't get into too much today that are listed in First, uh, First Corinthians and uh, Ephesians, but um, they're ones that are a little bit more on the outskirts of Christianity. And you might have some questions on that, and we can certainly dive into that individually, individually with you, speaking in tongues and those kinds of things, miracles. And uh, there's great debate of whether those are still active today or not. And I think as a church, we would say that we, we cautiously affirm all the things that are written in the Bible, cautiously affirm all those gifts, but some of them just don't seem to be practiced in a church like ours today. Hmm. Anything to add to that? Yeah, uh, yeah. We, I mean, highlighting what you're expressing here, Lee, we yeah. actually wholeheartedly affirm everything written in the scriptures, yeah. which is what you're yeah. getting at, but, yeah. but some of the particulars of how all those <clears throat> expressed today, yeah. and as you relate to uh, express some of these gifts, we would say, yeah, uh, we're... We're not generally here cessationists. We're not generally taking a position that these gifts have ceased. There would be some in our midst who have, for and sure. there's room for those people in this in this church yeah. family, of course. And yeah. um, it's a big table here. And but uh, but generally, we would say no. We don't see the scriptural evidence and calling that they clearly have ceased, and so we think we should leave room for that and not forbid the speaking in tongues or, or, or those sorts of things. And yet at the same time, we can see why they were used in the early church, why they were necessary, yeah. scriptural evidence for that, and see that in our present setting, it just doesn't seem that the Spirit in His all wisdom, He gives the gifts as He mm -hmm. sees fit, mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem that He sees fit in our present context to be giving and using these gifts significantly. And so we're cautious around these things because yep. also we've seen abuses attached to them yep. at times. So. Yeah, well said, well said. And so uh, everyone who's looking at this podcast today, thank you for diving into the gifts. And we hope that you are exploring your spiritual gifts. And not only that, you're using them mm -hmm. for God's glory. Yes. As I mentioned a couple days ago, if you've not understood how you're wired, we have a way of helping you discover that. Uh, Pastor Matt's good at that through his classes and all that. Talk to us if you're not sure, because there's no better way of connecting to the heart of God than to serving according to how he's gifted you yeah. as a believer in Christ. And he has. He has. Um, don't ever think that you've not been gifted. If you're a believer in Christ, you have been gifted. You just need to figure it out and start serving. Yes. And uh, what a privilege it is. So God bless you. We'll see you next time on Through the Word. For more episodes, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Emmanuel Plus on YouTube.